If there was ever a doubt, let there be no more doubt. Brock Purdy is QB1 for the San Francisco 49ers. What are his superpowers? Why does the team love him so much? And why does he get compared to some all-time greats by coaches and players and ex-coaches and ex-players? Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thank you, everybody, for making us the first listen uh, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Appreciate all the everydayers out there uh, that tune into us first thing. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast so you can be an everydayer and, uh, and stay in tune with everything going on with the San Francisco 49ers. And as we get ready, Croc, for preseason week number one, we've seen, uh, you know, the main part of training camp. It goes from training camp mode to preseason mode now this week. The 49ers off to Las Vegas to have some joint practices with the Raiders, uh, which you will be a part of. More on that later. And um, Brock Purdy not playing in the game. We'll play in the practices, but... Really what we've learned since Brock Purdy came back and and everything went as well as possible with his up to this point with his recovery from the elbow surgery this offseason. Uh it's it's clear if there was any crack at all, if that door was even a little bit cracked open for somebody to take QB1 away from Brock Purdy after how he ended last season, uh that it's it, it's closed. And I don't know if it was ever open. And hearing Kyle Shanahan call Brock Purdy the real deal saying he's not worried about him, not worried about how many games he plays in the preseason. He's the dude for the San Francisco 49ers. I think that much is clear and evident now uh, coming out of training camp. I think the crack that might have been open was the recovery timetable. You know, outside of that, I think most of us that were kind of logically thinking about the situation knew once he won even the first playoff game, I was like, okay, this guy – is likely going to be your starter heading into the next year. Then it was only solidified by a lot of the comments that Kyle Shanahan made throughout the offseason and some of them in training camp as well. So uh, I have seen some people kind of go back and forth and wondered if this was a competition between Brock Purdy and other guys. And I never felt like it was a competition, no matter how good or bad, that he performed in practice. Now, I think he would have had to literally fall flat on his face for it to be even a question, but he didn't do that. You know, he had some ups, had some downs, but overall looked a lot like Brock Purdy, the Brock Purdy that we enjoyed watching last season. So uh, no questions about who QB one is week one against Pittsburgh Steelers. Why do you think Kyle Shanahan loves Brock Purdy so much? Great question. I think because his ability to really execute the offense at a highly functional level. All right. Um, this is a guy who everyone talked about, you know, how, how hard he worked and, and all those intangibles. We'll get to that. But just in general, coming in and barely having the playbook, not having any time and being able to function and really run the offense probably as efficient as we've ever seen, uh, especially over a course of a stretch of what, two months, um, being able to hit the slant, being able to, to uh, get the ball out with timing and rhythm. I think Kyle likes a lot of that. And whatever vision he has for his offense, I think Brock Purdy was able to really kind of put that on full display. And when Kyle was maybe wrong with something, or even if let's, let's say maybe Kyle wasn't wrong, but Brock missed it. 
Brock was able to make himself right by being able to move around, make a play on the move. And that's probably something else that Kyle Shanahan really liked, at least more so than the other quarterbacks that he's had. And we know what the the stats were. Brock Purdy undefeated. The only game he lost was the game he got hurt in and didn't have a chance to complete. And that was in the NFC Championship game, famously now. His you know, his quarterback rating, his touchdown to interception ratio, his record as a quarterback, his completion percentage, you know, everything was just high level. Like Brock Purdy's stats last year, if that was extrapolated over the course of a full season, would put him in the MVP category. I mean, that's the kind of season he had. And I think that it's natural to look at Brock Purdy as the last pick in the draft and, and say, man, is he going to do that again? Man, but there, there are certainly some reasons why Brock Purdy played so well right away. And I, I want to talk about some of those reasons now and, and what makes him such a good quarterback and why the, the team believes in him so much. Um, before we get to his superpower and, and why some teams or why some players and coaches and, and uh, others have compared him to some lofty players, some, some Hall of Fame caliber players, in the NFL. Um, what do you want to see from Brock Purdy right now? The, you know, he's not playing preseason game number one. What do you want to see from him in the in the joint practices with the Raiders? What do you want to see from him in the other preseason games if he if he plays? I don't know how much he's gonna play. I imagine he'll get some snaps in the preseason with the first team. What do you want to is there anything you want to see from him that will make you as convinced as Kyle Shanahan is that he's ready to go and he's the best guy week one and going forward for the 49ers? I, I think not only cutting down on the turnover worthy plays, because those were something they were there. I think, you know, we talked about how he was number one in a lot of things. I believe he was number one in turnover worthy throws as well. And, and that also is going to include passes that get intercepted or don't get intercepted, but were dropped. All right. Uh, Improve on that because I saw that as something that continued to pop up during training camp. Now, training camp, we could say we could chalk it up to just being practice. But I know I was wondering while watching, I'm like, man, there, there, there's something there with these turnover worthy throws. Is he going to clean that up? Is this something where maybe he's not seeing the field quite well? They have continued throughout training camp. And I'm wondering, is it a physical limitation as to why? A lot of people think about arm strength and they believe that it's throwing a ball 70 yards down the field like that's not what having or the or the importance of having a big arm is it's being able to throw certain passes that other people should not attempt and there's one thing that i see with him he probably throws some passes that he should not attempt for what his arm capabilities are so is he going to clean that up or is that going to be something that just continues to be him and if it is and that carries over to the regular season do those things are those things uh, highlighted more because of maybe he doesn't have people as open as he did before downfield, which we expect them to be open because of Kyle Shanahan's offense. But uh, if everything isn't like perfect for him, which it was last year, do those things start to be bigger issues? And I don't expect it to be, but if I am watching one thing and seeing like, man, like, is he the real deal as Kyle Shanahan talked about? I think it would be that, learning how to play a little bit more around his limitations. You know, it's funny. Uh, there's the the Johnny Manziel documentary that's coming out right now, and you know, there's a part talking about how he watched zero tape and, and zero film. And 
watching Brock Purdy play is kind of what people hoped Johnny Manziel was going to be in the NFL, right? He, you know, he wasn't the most physically imposing guy, but just made plays and, and found a way to, to, uh, to create offense. And even he does some weird things. You're like, Oh, what's he doing? What? Oh, okay. It turned out. Okay. He scrambled for the first down or he made that throw or he got out of that sack somehow and threw the ball away, you know? And even when you think it might not be a, um, a good play that he's making, he made the play anyway. And he's just a, he's, he's Brock Purdy's a total playmaker. And, um, that's what you get when you combine someone who's smart and tough and poised and does watch film, right? And does put in the work and you can trust him to be a leader and then has the playmaker ability on top of it. And so when you put all those things together, he might not wow you with his arm and he might not wow you with his size and stature, but the end result last year was wowing. And we had talked about, even though we had questions coming into this year with the injury and, you know, what are we going to see in the long term when you get a bigger sample? What's it going to look like with Brock Purdy? His stretch last year, you can't deny how he played. It was the best quarterback play that the 49ers have had under Kyle Shanahan. And um, and that's probably why Kyle is so excited because he's been trying to get better at the quarterback position. And it's been a weird path. And he kind of found a guy that he loves. And he, he, I don't think he wants to give that up. I, I do have a question. You talked about the best quarterback play that we've seen under Kyle Shanahan, and I 100% would agree. Do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo's stretch in 2017 would have been similar if he would have had the same supporting cast that Brock Purdy had? Because he, he when you look at the numbers with him, you talked about number one in a lot of categories. Jimmy Garoppolo was that, but his best target was Marquise Goodwin. The, uh, His running back was Carlos Hyde, not Christian McCaffrey. Right, right. Uh, I mean, that's a fantastic question. I, I'm going to get to that next and because there's another reason to compare Brock Purdy to Jimmy Garoppolo. And then there's a ton of other extremely, extremely lofty comparisons by some folks uh, for Brock Purdy. So I'm going to get into that, including Brock Purdy's superpower next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. I've already done two, but I'm in the middle of my second best ball draft on Underdog Fantasy since they came on board to the Locked On Network. I did a fast draft. You can do it. You can do it fast where it's 30 seconds per pick and you draft your team right away. Or you can do a long draft where it's eight hours between picks and it takes days to complete a draft. It's super easy. Uh, all you do is you do one live draft, no waivers, the snake draft, no trades, and then Underdog sets your best lineup every week. If you've never done best ball, it's super fun because you just draft your team and you forget it. And whatever your best lineup would have been every week, you don't have to set your lineup. Your best lineup, whatever it would have been, is the points that you get. So try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger this year. With $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. So visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKED ON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code LOCKED ON. So you asked the question about Jimmy G, and we saw 2017 what it looked like with Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy never got better from there. He, his cast got better and he still didn't get better. He had, it was always like, oh man, wait until Jimmy G has that 
full off season, then what's he going to look like? And then he kind of got injured again. And it wasn't really better in before that or after that. And he was good and it was fine. And he was Jimmy. Everyone knows what Jimmy was now, but it never got better. And it's still, it still feels like, I can't say that the Niners just drafted the next Joe Montana with the last pick in the draft last year. I do like, I can't wrap my brain around that being a possibility if it actually is a possibility and some fans from other teams might check in and say, what are you talking about? He had the best running back and best tight end and best receiving uh, weapons run after the catch, the best defense. Of course, it's going to look good. Anybody could have captained that team to, to a bunch of wins. And I would say there's some truth to that. Jimmy Garoppolo's stretch was probably his best looking stretch as a 49er leading up to him getting hurt and Brock Purdy coming in last year. It looked, you know, since 2017, that was the best he'd probably play. Um, and so the small sample of seeing Jimmy in 2017 and now Brock Purdy coming off an arm injury and with teams having a chance to have some tape of Brock Purdy and he's going to have to make some adjustments to the adjustments. And so I still want to pump the brakes on expecting too much from Brock Purdy in year two, because I think some things didn't went really right for him where if he just replayed even the games last year, it might regress a little bit to the mean in some areas. So Brock Purdy could actually improve and be a better quarterback, but the results might not look as good because they were near perfect. He didn't lose a game, right? The next game he starts and finishes that they lose will be the first in his NFL career. So uh, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo comparison is interesting to me because that's why I'm like, we just saw this a few years ago. Don't you guys remember? And then we've seen quarterbacks get hurt and injured. And I don't, I don't, it's hard for me to, to, to be somebody who's watched the 49ers as closely as I have and covered this team and think, oh, it's just going to go super smooth at quarterback and it's going to be one guy. He's going to be good every game and play every game and not be hurt. And they're going to, you know, it's going to be weird. I, that just deep down in my heart, I know it's going to be weird this year. And I just don't know why it's going to be weird yet. But I have a belief in Brock Purdy because of, of how well he played. And when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and his shortcomings, and we've talked about this a lot last year. Okay. If I gave you, even if you don't like Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback, right? You were, you were a Jimmy hater last year. And I said, okay, what about this? What if I gave you Jimmy Garoppolo, but I made him a little bit more aggressive getting the ball downfield a little bit to his playmakers. What if I cut down on the interceptions that he throws? What if I made him a little bit more athletic and made him a playmaker that can make plays out of the pocket, run for first downs? And uh, what if he was injured less? Now, Brock Purdy's gotten injured a couple times. But what, what if you took Jimmy and gave him all those extra traits? What do you think people would say about Jimmy Garoppolo? That sounds like a Pro Bowl quarterback. That sounds like a really, really good quarterback. And that's kind of what Brock was. Sounds like kind of like Tony Romo. Yes. See, that's a great. I think that is a fantastic comp for Brock Purdy. Let's get into the comps a little bit. I want to talk more about the superpower and and, and it kind of ties in together what Brock Purdy's real superpower is. And and I've I've heard some people touch on it a lot recently that have been around him now for uh, a second training camp and a second season. So Oren Burks, 49. I do want to touch on Tony Romo. Okay. And it's probably going to, a lot of the people that they're comparing him to, and this is going to be the tough thing for him to just have to like prove people otherwise like he's gonna have to prove to me like no croc like that part doesn't matter i say tony romo and probably any other name that we're about to mention they are just physically more talented than him even tony romo now, i know tony romo wasn't drafted 
Um, he was an undrafted guy out of Eastern Illinois, same college as Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, we're talking about him, but he might not have been undrafted if he went to a better school. It's almost like he kind of paved the way for the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world. And Tony Romo, when you watch him, he had like a lot of things that we view with, with, with Brock Purdy, the escapability, kind of this free flowing kind of game, the interceptable passes that I think kind of bit Tony Romo a lot, especially at the wrong times, um, the, the more he played. But Tony Romo beat that, what was it? Drew Bledsoe? Who, who was it that year? I mean, was it Drew Bledsoe? Uh, the Cowboys got Drew Bledsoe and they kind of want him to be the guy. I think it was around that same time. That, but that was the Parcells Cowboys, right? I want to say it was Bill Parcells. I mean, uh, I, I want to say it was like some mercenaries. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, wow. So this is the year that so Tony Romo's rookie year 2003. He was not drafted. He went undrafted. He didn't play that year. Here were the quarterbacks for the Cowboys that year. Quincy Let me guess. Carter. Hold on. Let me guess. Oh, okay, never mind. Right, you start. Okay, well, I wasn't going to say Quincy Carter. So I was going to okay. say Drew Bledsoe, and I was going to say Drew Henson or Vinny Testaverde, like something along those lines. Uh, Chad Hutchinson was the, the next guy up, started – he played one game. Uh, there was a, let's see. And that was it. Yeah. So it was, Qu it was Quincy Carter and Chad Hutchinson. Now, I don't know if one of those other quarterbacks was there and was maybe hurt all year. Cause I'm just looking at the stats right now. Um, I would have to double check the entire roster. Let me see. So 2002, the year before we're getting off track here with the Cowboys. That's okay. It was fun. Um, Chad Hutchinson, Quincy Carter. No, that, that was the, that was the group in 20, okay. 2002, the year before then Tony Romo showed up 2003. He was, uh, I, I don't know if he even made the 53 if he was on the practice squad first. Then 2004, which would have been Romo's second year, was Vinny Testaverde and Drew Henson. And still no Tony Romo. 2005? All right, maybe I got the year wrong. I thought it was 2003. Maybe it was like a few years before he actually got a chance to play. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't remember him sitting that long. Okay, yeah. So 2006 was Tony Romo and Drew Bledsoe. Gotcha. Okay, so he had sat for a while because I'm looking. He was a rookie in 2003. Okay, so he sat for three full years then. Hmm. All right, and so here's the other, here's the other okay. Eastern Illinois connection wasn't – uh, wasn't Sean Payton on Bill Parcells' staff still? Mm, was that yeah, like well. how he even got into the league? It was because the Eastern Illinois connection? Because Tony Romo broke all of Sean Payton's records at Eastern Illinois as the quarterback, and then Garoppolo broke Romo's records. Right. So with, with, with Tony Romo and kind of what we were getting to at first, not the most physically gifted guy, but if you just watched him play, there was kind of this reckless abandon to his game. He could play on script, but he would move around. He'd spin out of the pocket, make throws downfield. He'd do all those things. I think his arm was more talented than Brock's. And I know that doesn't seem like a big thing. I know I continue to harp on that. And he's just going to have to show me like that crop. That does not matter. And after I see it this year, I'll say, okay, that does not matter. I agree, Brock. Like it doesn't matter. But just certain throws there's like thresholds to the arm that you need to have to be consistently good you do not have to have josh allen's arm 
You do not have to have Patrick Mahomes' arms. You don't got to have Trey Lance's arm, all right? But you don't want to have certain arms that, that struggle to be consistent in certain areas of the field. And I think even Jimmy Garoppolo, he was right there at that cusp. He was right there at the cutoff where it's like, you know what? I can be good at these throws. I'm generating a lot of twerk on these, but I kind of struggle to throw to these certain areas, but I have enough arm to hit these other areas consistently. He can make the throw. Like, you can show a highlight where he drops back and throws a deep out. Like, of course, they're NFL quarterbacks. But consistently, man, my feet aren't underneath me. Can I still make this kind of throw that some of the bigger arm quarterbacks can? And Tony Romo, just if you just watched him and just watched like a highlight of him, man, he's letting it fly. And that, to me, even though I compare him to Romo, just in the sense of their style, spinning out of pocket, making plays on the move, doing those things, Romo still had the edge in that arm. So that's the part where I'm I'm just curious. I know there's going to be a lot of people like, Grog, you're hating. doesn't matter. We'll, we'll find out. But And I'm not discounting it. I just want to see, will that come into play? Because I watched him in the preseason, or excuse me, in training camp, and we'll get to eventually watch him in preseason. And I just see certain throws, certain drive throws where I'm like, you and know. And we saw it last year, too. Like, there was throws that hung. And he, he yeah. got picked off sometimes. And, and there were th- throws that were troublesome that didn't get picked off. So it, it hangs for him a little bit, right? Well, and, well, and see what his arm looked like. Because I haven't gotten to fully, fully see what his arm looks like. I think when we see it in the in games and in, in, in preseason, right. we know exactly where his arm is. Because he can't lose arm strength from where he was. Guys get picked off for different reasons. You know, like if you miss a a linebacker that drops underneath and I just didn't see him, that's one thing. If you're throwing interceptions because, well, that's that's a throw that's difficult for me to make and it ends up hanging in the air longer. Like there might not be much I can do except for not attempt that pass. And those are two different things there. So I'm trying to figure out, which I'm pretty sure the NFL, they're starting to figure out what what throws does he kind of struggle with? Like, what throws does he not do well? And then what are they going to do? They're going to try to force him make those throws, make those kind of throws. And he's either going to do it and show that these things aren't an issue. And he's going to be all the things that people are saying he is. And, you know, uh, the Joe Montana's of the world and the Patrick Mahomes, all those guys. Or you'll see kind of a, a drop in his level of play. And if there is a slight drop, what does that now look like? Yep. Okay. Uh, more on that. More on the superpower for Brock Purdy. We've talked about his biggest weakness, which everybody knows what that is. Does it even matter because of what his superpower is and some more crazy comps thrown out there for Brock Purdy next. Thanks, everybody, once again, though, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Want to make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Hit the notification bell on YouTube, the thumbs up. Appreciate that. And also the notification so you know when we have a new podcast for you live, as we will every day through the season. Okay, so Sean Payton, Eastern Illinois, got Tony Romo into the NFL with the Eastern Illinois connection. Jimmy Garoppolo, Eastern Illinois Kyle Hanahan, Kyle Shanahan connection. Um, I don't want to say men, he mentored possibly maybe, I don't know. Brock Purdy was kind of here while Jimmy wasn't. And then they crossed over again last season with the 49ers, but Sean Payton then goes on to coach Drew Brees. One of the comps for Brock Purdy croc is Drew Brees. Uh, So we've got Tony Romo as a comp. We got Drew Brees as a comp. There's, there's obviously a a connection and a a comparison a lot made to Jimmy Garoppolo, with Brock Purdy and the 49ers. 
How about this from Oren Burks, who uh, played with one Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers for years, was asked this week after practice about Brock Purdy in that comparison to uh, his ex-quarterback in Green Bay. And this is what Burks had to say, quote, the poise is very similar, especially coming from a young guy. It's very rare to see a guy come into a situation like he did last year, handle himself like a pro and ultimately get an opportunity to play. I think he handled that probably better than any rookie I've seen with that opportunity. Uh, poise is a, a word crock. I think that's one of his superpowers that people bring up. And even in this case, the comparison to a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Now, I do want to say the question asked was a little bit leading because Burks didn't just say, hey, you know who Brock Purdy reminds me of? Aaron Rodgers. The, the, the question asker said, hey, is there any comparisons you would draw to Aaron Rodgers? And then immediately, Oren Burks said, said poise. So what do you think about the comparison to Aaron Rodgers? And I th- is that one of the superpowers, the, the poise that Brock Purdy brings? That could be. I think that be that would have to be when he talks about like poise, how he kind of handle th- handles maybe just chaos. Right. I I'd have to see more or actually kind of be there in the moment to see that because when people say poise, I think they're assuming from the pocket. And when I watch Brock in the pocket, poise isn't the thing that comes to mind. It was a, a little um... playmaker for sure. Like yeah. playmaker, he is a playmaker and gunslinger but i didn't think like oh there's poise because he like spins and starts to run around like that was a little bit more like understanding how to uh be productive under chaos i think he did that at a high level but like poise when i think of poise just kind of how people carry themselves especially after watching hard knocks uh the first episode with the new york jets and just watching how aaron Rodgers moves that to me was like if if there's poise like he there should be a picture of him in the dictionary next night and everything was very calm cool yeah nothing was too much and if you watch him on the field you know very little expression to anything he might talk a little trash here and there but he might make a little bad pass he'll step back kind of look in the sky and then you know kind of come back and it, he, he was so poised it oftentimes comes off as if he doesn't care about whatever's going on in the moment i'm like is this guy here with us right now like does he not care so I have heard that word a lot with Brock. Poise, it, he just, to me, feels more like playmaker. More so than like just super poised. Like even Patrick Mahomes. The way, and again, if we're talking about how he plays, I would say it, it doesn't come off as like, oh, that's poise. It comes off as playmaker. Like playmaker um, understands how to play out in, in chaos. But then now if you're talking about off the field or just how he handles certain things, and that's when I would have to learn more about Brock that could be the poise part that he's speaking more on. Right. Or just, just handling the huddle. Cause it might look a little scattered with his movements and him bailing out of the pocket and making plays. Um, but that doesn't mean it's sped up in his mind either. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And Cleveland, you mentioned Mahomes, Cleveland Farrell said, quote, I just love his poise. His mental toughness is really good for a young player. I played against Mahomes and Herbert and those guys never run from confrontation. Purdy enjoys the confrontation. Now, that's that's the thing that I probably like the most. I love those kind of players. When I was watching that quarterback uh, documentary on Netflix and you watch Patrick Mahomes and just the way he carried himself, and it was always taking the fight to people. And I get a lot of that vibe from Brock. 
And that's one of the things that really has me excited about him and guys that just kind of figure it out no matter the circumstances. And when you watch him and, and he's, you know, he throws a touchdown, he's fired up and he's pounding on his chest. Those are the things that Eric Crocker loves. So that's my type of quarterback. When, when I see that, I'm like, okay, okay. And I want to go to Brock Purdy himself with a quote. He was asked about the, the play from Cleveland Farrell, not knocking the ball out of his hand at practice. And he said, quote, I feel like as a coach or a teammate watching, they might be scared about that, especially how last year ended with my arm. But honestly, for myself, it's just football. Was I scared about it? Was I timid after that? No. And watching Brock's first practice, he came out there and he was slinging the ball deep and he hasn't hit a lot of those deep balls. We're talking about how some of those deep balls hang. He's not afraid to let it go. So there's something there with competitiveness and poise and uh, not being afraid and not backing down from a challenge. Those are traits that the all-time greats do have. And that's, I think, Brock Purdy's superpower that we've seen so far. Can that continue? Because that's really exciting. And I think that's what all those people, Kyle Shanahan, teammates, people that are close to him and are around him a lot, that's what they see in him. And I think that's why everyone really believes in Brock Purdy. I think for me, with, with all of those things and, and the comparisons, the traits, the things that you can't quantify even by watching just like the film, you can kind of kind of come to some conclusion. But for me, it's seeing him be able to work around some of what might be his physical limitations to still continue to execute at a high level like he did last season. And if he can do that again for an entire season, then that's just who he is and who he's going to be. And I think that's a winner. So that's what I want to see. Some people say, oh, man, I'm all in on them now. Kyle Shanahan seems to be still eight games. is still eight games to me. That, like That's more sample size than Trey Lance, but definitely a small sample size in comparison to like some of the guys that we've seen rise and fall in the NFL. So right. if we see, continue to watch him still be able to work around those things. And when the defenses start adjusting, like you said, adjust to the adjustments and still be able to execute, when I see that, I'm like, okay, I'm encouraged right now. And I feel like we're heading towards that, but I'm still like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. And I watched training camp, training camp did not make it easier for me to feel like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're good. We're just, we're just riding along. I was just like, well, he did hit the slant to Debo and Debo, you know, outran everybody. Okay. He hit the, he hit the slant to, to Brandon Ayuk. Okay. He threw it to, checked it down to Christian McCaffrey. Like he did some like things that you would kind of expect him to do. But what about the other things where I'm like, ah, that, that didn't ease my mind. But as long as you go into games and if you're doing these things and you're playing at a high level and you're winning, then none of that stuff matters. And that's what I can't wait to watch. You talked about preseason. Even in preseason, like, I will be watching for that. Last comp here, this one from, or it was relayed from Greg Cosell. Uh, it wasn't his comp, but uh, Greg Cosell, NFL Films, the, the film god, and he said on KMBR radio this week that a former NFL coach told him that Brock reminds him of the one and only Joe Montana. Now that's a blasphemous thing to say here for 49ers fans listening to this podcast. But when you watch Joe Montana play, and I actually went back and watched some old Joe Montana just to kind of see, and you know, that it's not an overpowering arm, but timing and rhythm and poise and certainly not backing down from a fight athlete functional athleticism to get out and make a play in that west coast offense brilliant offensive mind running that offense you know um 
if you squint a little bit, I could see why someone would say that. I could see why someone would comp him to Drew Brees. I think Montana and Brees, if you really dare to dream and allow yourself to dream what Brock Purdy can be, you're looking at guys that didn't have big-time arm talent, and especially late-career Drew Brees. It wasn't about his arm. I think he had a better he, he can throw. He can throw yeah. a deep. They, they had to put Taysom Hill in to do certain things. It's like, okay, you can't, you can't throw this pass. So we're going to get Taysom Hill in to push the ball down the field. So they have to respect that to some extent because <laughs> I mean, he wasn't really throwing the ball past 20 yards at the end of his career. Right. And there's a reason why uh, Michael Thomas slant boy worked out so well with Drew Brees because he was slant boy, <laughs> the quarterback towards the end of his career, but he had a better arm than, than Brock earlier in his career, but it wasn't like that was his trait that made him a great NFL quarterback. And that's the name that Kyle Shanahan brought up pre Brock Purdy about what kind of a quarterback he was looking for. Right. And so maybe he found it in Brock Purdy. Is he drew Brees? Is he Joe Montana? Or you know what, Croc? Most likely he's the first Brock Purdy. What will that look like in 2023? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. And there is no doubt anymore. If there ever was that Brock Purdy is Kyle Shanahan's quarterback one. QB one. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Croc and I back tomorrow. Previewing preseason week one right here. Locked On 49ers.